Good evening, Sports Zodians. How's everybody doing out there tonight? I am Mike Agliolauro. I am your host for this is Sports Zone. We're recording with you live like we do each and every week here via the I-95 Sports and Entertainment Radio Network. And, of course, we are rebroadcast and redistributed through all the various podcasting outlets. So we do thank you for joining us no matter how you join us, whether it's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Bullhorn, Rate, Like, Share, Subscribe, Do, All the things, and we got a good show for you tonight. Folks, we will be joined by Dave Hastings in a matter of moments here. We have a lot to talk about tonight. Obviously, week one of the NFL season is already in the books, and what a week it was. It was crazy. Um, just the last two nights in terms of New York football have been uh, such an interesting sight to uh to behold here and obviously as a cowboy fan i am very happy with the way saturday night unfolded last night was one of the damnedest things i've ever seen in my entire life we have had all this hype to see aaron Rodgers in a new york jet uniform everything that went through in the offseason the two years preceding that uh rogers uh exit from green bay just all the drama that's happened the jets basically load their offense up with all these weapons and Garrett Wilson in his second year, uh, Brees Hall back from injury, Dalvin Cook signed off the waiver wire. They add Rogers friends. They bring in Alan Lazard. They bring in uh, Hardman from Kansas city. Um, and it looks like the big concern we heard out of jet camp was the left side of the line might wind up being a problem. And I'd say it was the offensive line as a whole, uh, but I I can see the emphasis on the left side there. um, The game starts, you get the very nice shot of, you know, the team doing their entrance, and obviously yesterday was September 11th, so the 22-year mark of that, obviously in New York, big thing, so... Rodgers comes out of the tunnel, big dramatic entrance. He's he's carrying the American flag into the center of the pile of all the players, and you feel the emotion in the stadium. And then the game starts. Fourth snap, offensive snap for Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. And you see him roll out. You see him get hit. You see him go down. Not a big hit. Doesn't. Off the top, look like any ankles got sprained, anything bad. But Aaron Rodgers gets up, looks at the sidelines. Then you see him sit down on the field, and you know something's wrong. And now we got the news today. Aaron Rodgers is going to miss the NFL season with a torn Achilles tendon. And if you go back and watch the video, when he gets hit, The way his left leg moves, all of a sudden you see a tendon curl up Favre's leg and culminate in a ball at the top of Brett uh, Aaron Rodgers' calf. Wow, I didn't just do that. Okay. So it's – 
it's one of the damnedest things I've ever seen in my life. Miraculously, the Jets did wind up winning the game last night in overtime against the Buffalo Bills with Zach Wilson as the quarterback. And we'll get into this later. Not, not a good showing from Zach Wilson, if we're being honest. The uh, New York Jets offense, like the line, definitely needs work. As I, as I said, the, the left side, definitely a problem there. But in Brees Hall, who was electric in the few times he touched the ball, finishing with over 130 all-purpose yards, I believe, um, he looks fantastic back from his injury. Yeah, Dalvin Cook to that. The uh, the times he got the ball, he did decent. Not as electric as Hall did, um, which if you're a fantasy owner of Dalvin Cook, that's not a good thing. But in this type of offense, you know, a quarterback who can be a game manager and run run the ball with your two big weapons, you still have Garrett Wilson. Um, you still have Alan Lazard. You still have talent at your skill position players. I, I, and it's Zach Wilson, which is exactly what the Jets didn't want for this season. They were hoping he would be able to learn under Aaron Rodgers for a little bit. And then, you know, maybe in the future, you, you give him another shot. Uh, week one, on the fifth offensive play of the game, that was not the way they saw that going or anybody else for that matter. So we'll get into that uh, a little bit later when Dave comes on. Obviously, the Sunday night game, uh, the Giants um, got destroyed by the Dallas Cowboys, 40 to nothing, in a game that I, I, I still can't believe that fucking happened, if we're being honest. When the game starts, Giants look like they had a pretty decent drive. Go to um, the, uh, go to kick a field goal. Cowboys block it. They return it uh, all the way. Touchdown. They they got another um, interception return for a touchdown. Tony Pollard scored four touchdowns, and you, you know the, right off the bat, they they scored the Cowboys scored a first touchdown, and they, they, their new kicker. We're hearing how inexperienced he is. The announcers are telling us. You know, ne- never really played football, signed out of the USFL, was more of a soccer player, all these type of things. And he misses his first uh, extra point attempt. So that was that was fantastic. Nice to see he recovered off of that one, though. And, yeah, not too much more to add on that. It was a very nice start for this Cowboy team. And, unfortunately, if, um, if Eric Tressler was here tonight, I'm sure he would um, be very upset at the, um, the Giants' performance on both sides of the ball, but I, 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 Daniel Jones did not look good, so I'm sure we would have heard about that one. But uh, yeah, not the best start for the Giants. Um, everything you could have hoped for and more uh, for the Cowboys. And as far as the rest of the Sunday slate, um, I mean, just a brief overview here. I, I'd say I was very surprised. Uh, I have Paramount Plus, so the game we were able, I was able to see was the Cleveland Cincinnati game. And if you're a fan of the Bengals, uh, you I, you were not happy at the end of that game. Uh, Joe Burrow looked like someone who came back too soon. And obviously the weather didn't help. But unfortunately by halftime, you kind of knew this game was over. Uh, it would have been nice to see Cincinnati, you know, make some sort of run or at least 
get on the board with a touchdown or something. And I, if you own guys like Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, especially T. Higgins, you'd not have a good day this week. But give some credit to Cleveland there. The offense looked decent at points. Uh, they got the makings of a really good secondary there. And that secondary did destroy Cincinnati on multiple occasions. A couple of interceptions there, I believe. So, yeah, you got that. Uh, Jacksonville uh, beats Indianapolis. Atlanta beats Carolina there. Uh, Tampa Bay does wind up winning with Baker Mayfield at the helm over the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Saints pull out a squeaker over the Tennessee Titans, 16-15. to 15. Uh, The 49ers dominated the Pittsburgh Steelers, 30-7. to 7. Washington pulls it out against Arizona, 20-16. to 16. Baltimore ran the hell over uh, Houston, uh, 25-9. to 9. And unfortunately, uh, Baltimore also has someone dealing with a season-ending injury as J.K. Dobbins is now out for the season. They got that. Uh, Green Bay, uh, apparently it does not matter who the quarterback was. They're going to beat the Chicago Bears. Uh, apparently you can just put that down and mark it every time, uh, apparently. Uh, not a good game for Justin Fields. Jordan Love, fairly decent showing in his first time. It'll be interesting to see how he does against teams that are not Chicago. Uh, over the coming weeks there, Vegas beats Denver and Sean Payton's debut as Denver's head coach, 17 to 16. Philadelphia beats New England 25-20 in a game. I, I really thought this game was going to wind up being a blowout. I will say I think New England showed some moxie there um, in the second half. Mac Jones, he might not be done. Not saying he, he's going to be like the second coming or anything, but he's, he looks like he's got a little more to go there. Um so nice to see a rebound after the way his season went last, last season. Miami, very high-scoring game, beats the Los Angeles Chargers 36-34, to game that went right down to the wire. And the Rams beat the uh, Seattle Seahawks 30-13. to No Cooper Cup for the Rams. Two guys starting who have never um, started a game before, and they both went for over 100 receiving yards. So – Good game, uh, return game for Matt Stafford. So that's basically where we're at with the, um, the NFL. And obviously we're going to get into that more when Dave comes out. Yeah, until he gets on, though, I do want to bring up something real quick. We haven't really talked too much about the Mets in recent weeks because obviously not a lot to talk about. Um, they, you know, they, they got a good chance to play spoiler over the last couple weeks here, taking on Arizona. They dropped the first game last night, of course. But the long-awaited move has finally happened. Steve Cohen has finally hired a president of baseball operations, and it's basically the guy who we've known for two seasons was the guy that Cohen wanted. And it's David Stearns, the former head um, president of baseball operations for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. So I, I, I am very intrigued to see how that one is going to go. Like I said, it's been a long time coming. We've been hearing about this guy for a while. And the news, from what I saw, Billy Upler staying in as GM, which, again, we kind of knew because the, 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 the word out there was that they were friends, they liked each other. So it did seem like Epler may or may not have been approved uh, before he was hired. So I'm looking forward to that. And nice to see the Mets get a little jump on what they got to do this offseason, uh, a couple weeks uh, left in the season.
So hopefully that'll be that'll work out. But we'll get into more about that another time. Ladies and gentlemen, he is with us tonight. Dave Hastings is with us. Dave, how you doing? Not too bad, Mike. Not too bad. How about yourself? About the same, man. Just hanging in. But yes. So at, we're going to get into it. I already did kind of uh, intro, ran down everything um, that happened over week one of the NFL season. But I think the Jets game last night is probably the best game to, uh, to start with. And you just I, I just saw the video you sent me there. Dave, like you mentioned last week, you were at the game last night. So I, I've been dying to ask all day here because I know how it seemed on TV. Four sna- offensive snaps into Aaron Rodgers' season. He takes the hit, doesn't look like a big one. Then you see him look to the sidelines and sit down. You're in the stadium when this has happened. What what was going through your mind when you saw this? Uh, I mean, like you said, like the, the hit didn't look too bad. So at first you weren't really thinking too much of it. Um, but you knew something was wrong when he fi- when he finally got back, finally stood up with the athletic trainers and they had to help him walk off the field. Um, and then I think more people were actually watching the blue tent then we're actually watching the game. <laughs> and then when he comes out of the blue tent, and, or well, when you see the, you know, cart pull up, you know, that's a bad sign. And from there, I think about half the stadium spending more time, you know, scrolling through social media looking for updates and paying attention to the game. Um, <laughs> obviously, we all know how Jets fans feel about Zach Wilson. So it was uh, it was the definition of the air getting sucked out of the stadium, right? Um, yeah, I, I probably should have led with that because I, I, from everything I saw, everybody's hyped up in that game uh, um, to, to start the game. Aaron Rodgers comes out to midfield during the intros with the American flag. I saw the clip on social media. Didn't catch that part of the game. But I, it looked like the, the feeling in the crowd was electric, and then that happened. Oh, it was it was unbelievable. I mean, it, the second um, they started the you know playing the music for the national anthem and and getting that you know going, um, all, all the way until Rogers checked uh, had to go out of the game. Uh, the stadium was nuts. Um, I mean, I've been to numerous sporting events in my life. I gotta say that was probably top two um, when it came down to the start and how it finished. Um, and energy plus, you know, nine eleven, you know, right out in East Rutherford, New Jersey, right, you know, yeah. no more than, you know, 20, 30 minute ride from downtown Manhattan and, and the World Trade Centers and, you know, where all those poor people lost their lives and just everything that comes along with the emotions of that day. But then to see him go down and just kind of see the misery on the face of, you know, I mean, I was, I, I was there with a whole bunch of Jets fans and you could just see it. Like everybody during, we were tailgating and pregame and everybody's just so excited and can't wait for the game to kick off. And to watch him go down, you just, you just saw the disappointment and, and, you know, the, the Jets, Kind of how the Cowboy fan is when it comes down to losing in the playoffs. It's the Jets fan with having bad luck in any part of the season. So, yeah, um, 
yeah, no, but overall, man, it, it turned like, you know, at halftime, you know, my buddy looked at me who I drove there with and he's like, look, he's like, if the bills go up, you know, cause it was 10, three at half. Um, and like, if the bills score a touchdown and, and go up 17, three, I think we're going to get out of here. And I'm like, well, I don't expect the Jets with Zach Wilson, the quarterback, to be able to erase a 14-point deficit. So, you know, whatever you want to do, right? And, uh, yeah, that Jets D uh, made Josh Allen look um, pretty damn bad for the most part of that game um, and, and really stepped up and, and kept them in that game and watching them make that comeback and, and then getting the overtime and making the stop to force the punt and – you could just see it on the punt return. You just like based off of where I was sitting, it was so I was behind the Jets bench in the two hundred section, so not the first tier, the second tier. Mm. And um, yeah, you literally just saw the wall form, and the guy hit it at the right angle and the right speed, and you just saw it coming. And, and you know, it was just a matter of what was he going to be able to, you know, get cross the goal line and put the game to an end and man when he did I, I mean I sent you the video but that atmosphere that energy I mean you would have thought I was a diehard Jets fan I was screaming <laughs> at the top of my lungs jumping up and down high five people um yeah, I can I definitely thought... see getting lost in that moment on that one yeah yeah and, and like the Jets are like my pseudo second team I guess you'd mm-hmm. say like anytime Dallas has had a bad year um, it te- it's tend to have worked out that the Jets have been competitive. So, you know, I'm not going to root for the Giants. So, you know, I choose the other local team and root for the Jets. And, yeah, it's just been uh, – it was it was out of this world, man. It was such a great time. The only thing that sucked was, you know, not getting home till quarter to two in the morning and mm. having, to, having to wake up at 6.30. <laughs> yeah, I definitely could see that one. But – um yeah, I can I can tell you that that Jets defense definitely looks like it has the makings of something special. I will put a lot of last night on Josh Allen because like we know the dude can be an elite quarterback, but you look at the 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 times last season where he kind of faltered middle to late in the season, kind of wrote it off a little bit. Okay, fine, he's getting ready for the playoffs. Okay, fine, playoffs come. He hasn't had that big definitive moment yet, really. Haven't gotten past the championship game. Now you got opening day. I, I get that it's in a, it's not your home field. It was raining. The turf at MetLife Stadium. I don't know what the hell they're doing with it, but obviously it, it, it's been a little bit of a factor between last night and Sunday's game. Um, the, the, and the fact that the rubber on that field looks so much like dirt is just crazy to me. But that that. That's anything. That's nothing. Um, at some point, it would be nice to see Josh Allen show back up in a big spot again. Because last night, I, I get it's a, it's a really good defense. I don't know. It just seems like a team like Buffalo, which you know is in win now mode, it would have been nice to see them bring a little bit more there, especially when the game was theirs for the taking. Well, yeah. I mean, Josh Allen basically handed that game away. He had four total mm-hmm. turnovers. Three interceptions, one fumble lost, and I mean, oh, that was a know, bad fumble at the end too. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, to me, I'm sorry, but I sit here and all I all I think about, like, 
literally all I can think about every time, like watching that. Like once you saw his stat line, I'm like, if Dak Prescott had that type of game, the <laughs> national media would be tearing him apart, up and mm-hmm. down, and talking about how you know how bad he is and how he's not a, a legit quarterback and he's not elite, not this and not that. And it's like Josh Allen kind of just gets a pass, and I just, I genuinely don't understand the hate that Dak Prescott gets. I know a lot of it is, um, you know, just by playing for the Cowboys. But, you know, that was one of the first things I thought. But, yeah, I mean, they the, the, the Bills and Josh Allen handed that game away. Um, you know, even if you get rid of just one of those turnovers, they probably come away with a win. Um, mm-hmm. But that, And that's where your question marks for, you know, I think the Bills are going to be fine, right? The, the the talent on their roster and and you know Josh Allen could have a bad game but he could also have you know a Hall of Fame type of performance you know the next week so I think the Bills are still going to be fine but you look at the Jets and you're plus three in a turnover battle and you still had to go to overtime and win on a uh, you know punt uh, return touchdown so. Um, you know, you got as a Jets fan, you got to be nervous, and and I think the big question mark for them is, you know, even even though Zach Wilson's going to be their starting quarterback for the foreseeable future, like they've got to go out and get a veteran backup. They've got to get somebody that can back him up. So if he's having a bad game, or you know, things start looking like they're going off the rails, you got somebody you can bring in. Because I I heard it on the. Um, Barton Han show on ESPN radio today. And Bart Scott made a really good point. Like this team without Aaron Rodgers gives you a lot of flashbacks to like the Mark Sanchez days of the jets and, and, you know, making back-to-back conference championships. And, you know, when that, ha- like when you have a, a good run game, cause I mean, Brees Hall looked great last night. Um, you know, Dalvin cook looked like he still has some rust. He's got to knock off, but overall, they ran the ball really well. They play really good defense. So you really just need a, a game manager as a quarterback, and you can be in every single game. And when you're in every single game, you just need the ball to bounce your way once or twice, and, and you're coming out with a win. So, um, you know, it, I thought the similar when he Bart Scott pointed that out, I, I had to agree that the similarities between the, the two teams are there, and, and there's no reason to think you can't kind of go at, go at it with that same strategy. Mhm. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see cuz obviously I think I think the plan was to have Wilson kind of learn under Rodgers and maybe you think about going back to him a year or two down the line if you still have him. Obviously um, they weren't they were not expecting him uh to be in a position where they needed him like this this quickly. I I don't know. There were a couple times last night where I just felt like I I I saw the look of fear. And that's not something you want in your quarterback to continue to have. How much was he able to learn from Rodgers this past offseason? Is Rodgers still going to be out around the team to kind of help him out? Does he want to do something like that? It'll be very interesting because you, you said it perfectly there. Brees Hall looked outright electric on the few times he actually touched the ball. Dalvin Cook looked good. In theory, this is the type of ground and pound that those Jets teams that you brought up with Sanchez were all about, really. They had decent receivers. Sanchez could throw when he needed to. But Thomas Jones, Ladanian Tomlinson, those guys, 
that was what the, that team was really built around. So it, it'll be interesting to see if he can manage. I, I agree with you on the veteran quarterback. Who who do you target now, though? I mean, I think my favorite one I heard was trying to go at uh, James. Say, say that again? I think the favorite name I heard thrown out was Jameis Winston. I thought that made a lot of sense. I can see that, actually. That's that's not a bad idea. He's still with New Orleans, right? So you probably yeah, have to be... Yeah, he, he's new. Uh, the backup to Derek Carr in New Orleans. Yeah, you'd probably have to give up like a third or a fourth round draft pick at least, but I don't know. At this point, I'd do it. Well, yeah, and I mean, New Orleans is probably going to be one of the easier people to get like a backup quarterback from, just simply due to the fact that they also have Taysom Hill, mm-hmm. um, and they do like him. But like. You know, some of the other names I heard, like Paul McCoy, Carson Wentz. Like, I mean, Carson Wentz to me is just an older version of Zach Wilson. Mm, very you true. Know, so I don't, I don't really see that option making a lot of sense. Uh, Colt McCoy, I mean, he's been a serviceable backup for years, but you know, that's about uh, all. That's about all I really see him as. Yeah. So I just, you know, I think J- James Winston's the one one name out there. I mean, I started laughing when people were like, oh, they should call Brady's agent. Like, stop it. <laughs> like, no. Uh, I'm sure that I'm sure they already did, though. I mean, they I probably did. I huh. wouldn't be surprised Brady taking a chance to stick it to the Patriots twice, but he just got his shit retired in New England this past Sunday. And I just, I, I don't see that really happening. But yeah, I mean, they they got to do something. They 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 can't go with what they have at quarter. Like, no matter what they do, Zach Wilson's going to be your starting quarterback for the next couple games, no matter what they do. Mm-hmm. But at least if you go get a guy like Jameis Winston, like you have the potential if your team's struggling with Zach Wilson. You know, you give him a couple weeks to learn the playbook and you know run have some reps with the guys on the offense and. You know, he's somebody that could come in and, yeah, he'll, he'll turn over the ball, but he'll also make some big plays and some big throws for you. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree with you on that one. It'll be very interesting to see where they go uh, moving forward there. But we'll keep moving forward here. We'll, we're going to talk about all the games on Sunday, and obviously, you know, we'll talk about the Thursday game, all that. Um, the Sunday night game between the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. Dave, you know I'm naturally pessimistic and all these things. I'm sitting there watching this game Sunday night and watching it all unfold, and I still can't believe what I saw because, like, the the Giants driving early on looked like pretty decent. They have to settle for a field goal, block field goal, return for a touchdown. But the kicker, the new kicker, misses the extra point, and I'm just like, okay, fine. This this isn't going to get out of hand. By the end, by the time the half is over, Cowboys are already up like twenty six nothing. No fight from the Giants really, and obviously the steamrolling continues, and they win the game forty to nothing. I, I'm just going to throw this out here. I'm not going to finish the thought, but I'm just going to. Do you know the last time the Cowboys beat the Giants by over thirty five points to nothing? Do you know uh, when that was? So they beat the Giants, uh, I think it was 33 nothing in 1994. 
Uh, I, be- I I thought it was 1995, but I know the score was 35 nothing. Oh, okay, and, yeah. Yeah, it was the yes. 94, 94 season. Yeah, okay. I, I Yeah, I think you're right on that. Yeah. Point is... And I, I don't want to. I don't want to say this too loudly, but um, that year was the last year the Cowboys won a championship. Uh, that would be correct. Uh, yeah, because mm-hmm. it was ninety three, ninety four, where they lost to San Fran in the conference championship. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I'll never, I'll never forget that Monday night football game for a very special reason, which we don't need to get into now. But that was where my head was at. And I'm trying not to think that because obviously talked about you need to get past the conference championship. But you see this game. What, what are your, where, what were you thinking when this game was unfolding? Uh, uh kind of like you, right? Pessimistic uh, Cowboys fan. They shanked the extra point. I'm like, oh fucking night. Here we go. Another problem with the fucking. <laughs> Picking um, but I mean the way it, they to me I thought that game looked like a varsity high school team playing a freshman uh, or like a peewee football team. They yeah, were fa- they were faster. They were more dominant. They were playing sideline to sideline better. They were taking advantage of the inexperience on the Giants, especially on the secondary. Um, they like. I mean, it. They, you know, you, you score a special teams touchdown. You score a defensive teams touchdown. You score two offensive touchdowns. You get some field goals. You have seven sacks. Um, I mean, literally everything that could go wrong for the Giants went wrong, and everything that could go right for Dallas went right. Uh, there's just literally no other way to put it. And I don't think that's a. a you know, I like if you're a fan of either team, I don't think you use that game as like the baseline of what your season's going to be. Um, like if I'm a yeah. Giants fan, like I'm not waving the white flag already. Um, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm not raising the Lombardi yet. Um, so yeah. I, I think, but I, I think it the game displayed and made it very blatantly obvious how. A lot of people spent this offseason and leading up to this game saying that they believe the Giants closed the gap between them and the Cowboys and them and the Eagles. And I think that game showed you. So, I mean, think about it, right? The, the Giants, when they played the Eagles in the playoffs, they lost, what, 42 nothing or something? It was something like that. They might have scored one touchdown, but I'm not even sure on that. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I, I'm going to double check now, but, like, like, I really just think 38 to 7. So, technically, <laughs> in the Giants' last two division games against the Eagles and the Cowboys, they've been outscored 78 to 7. They have not closed the gap between the Cowboys and the Eagles. They're the, in my opinion, they're the third best team in the division. I still think they can be a playoff team because the NFC is not, you know, as I, is not the strongest division or conference out of the two conferences. So I still think they make the playoffs, have a chance to make the playoffs, I should say. But, I mean, Daniel Jones looked like a deer in headlights. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, you they Dallas just knew they had him. Uh, off, offensively, um, Dallas has a lot of areas to improve, but it was the first time all the starters played together. 
So, you know, to me, and I was dying when somebody, uh, they like retweeted one of their tweets from like two, three weeks ago. And they were basically like, really playing the Giants is just the fourth preseason game for Dallas. The season really starts when they play Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. And basically, <laughs> that's what it looked like. It looked like Dallas played all their starters in a preseason game against a whole bunch of backups, even though they weren't backups. Um, and, yeah, it, it was just a bad look for the Giants and a great look for Dallas. But, like I said, I, I'm not waving the white flag if I'm the Giants. I mean, now, if they go to Arizona this coming Sunday and they lose to the Cardinals, who literally are trying to tank this year, um, that, that, then I'd be a lot more worried as a Giants fan. But I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and, and, you know, Dallas should be able to beat the Jets with Zach Wilson, at quarterback, and they have the chance to blow them out of the water like they blew out the Giants. And I'm, I still wouldn't, you know. In that case, I still wouldn't be raising the Lombardi Trophy, but no. I just think uh, you know it was it was a tale of two different experiences for those two teams on my, on Sunday night. And as a Cowboys fan, I had a lot, lot of fun watching it. Yeah, that was that was crazy. I'm I'm sure I'm sure a couple of people we know who who are not with us tonight. I, I'm sure they they I'm sure they were not happy with that game, and I don't blame them. So we'll go through the rest real quick here. Just quick hits. Anything you saw um, just to throw some things out. Detroit shocks, Kansas city, 21, 20 Travis Kelsey did not play with his injury. Um, the, the Cleveland Cincinnati game. I watched a, a decent amount of that game. Uh, Cleveland blows them out 24 to three. I think a, a large combination of maybe burrow should have waited a week to play and the weather really did not work out well for them. And Cleveland's secondary is going to be a problem, in my opinion, there. Jackson beats Indianapolis 31-21. to 21. Um, San Francisco, you, we're going to talk about our picks in a little while there. You did really good with your picks. I did not. San Francisco destroys Pittsburgh 30-7. to 7. And I, I guess everything I said about Brock Purdy, at least for one week, yeah, that's, that's not true. Uh, so there's that. Baltimore dominates Houston 25-9. to Gus, um, <clears throat> J.K. Dobbins lost for the season, but it did not hurt them in this game at least. Green Bay, Jordan Love's inaugural performance as the starting QB for Green Bay, 38-20 win over Chicago. Um, at Miami beats the Chargers in a shootout 36-34. Philadelphia tops New England in a game that was closer than I think it really should have been because I went into that thinking Philly could blow them out. New England showed up pretty good there. 25-20, Philadelphia winds up winning. And the guy, uh, Booty, who couldn't get his two feet inbounds, uh, may not be long for the Patriots roster. But you see the games. Anything else stand out to you? Um, I mean, like you said, that San Fran – blowout of Pittsburgh was, was you know quite telling that I think it's still fair to say San Francisco, Philly, and Dallas are your three best teams in the mm. NFC. Um, Minnesota choking against Tampa Bay I think it was a game that's not getting the attention it deserves because Minnesota should have won that game and they just straight up blew it um, and, and neither team really stri- should be striking fear in the hearts of anybody. I mean 
Justin Jefferson obviously had a great game once again. He had nine catches for like 150-something yards. Uh, Mike Evans doesn't get his contract before the season starts, still goes out and plays really well. Baker Mayfield, for the most part, did what he had to do to keep the game you know, close and, and make enough plays to get him the win. Um, big big thing with that Cleveland Cincy game, too, is um, Cleveland lost their starting tackle. Um, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, but a really solid player. He's out for the year. Um, you know, but I think that then you have, um, Calvin Ridley first game back in almost two years, basically torched the Colts secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that, that Miami, uh, Chargers game, that was, that was unbelievable. I, I mean, I don't know how you watch Tua play when he's a hundred percent healthy and not think the guy's meant to be in the NFL. Um, he he's very talented. He throws a great deep ball with great touch on it, um, and, and he, he's the perfect perfect quarterback for that type of offense when it comes out to having the speedsters like they do with Hill and Waddle. Um, and yeah, you look at the Chargers, and I just kept laughing. They they barely, they basically didn't take any shots down the field, and I'm like, oh, yep, there's your typical Kellen Moore offense. Um, but I, I think, you know, you look at some of the teams that lost, right? The Chargers, the Steelers, uh, the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Bills, uh, the Giants. Um, you know, you look at some of these teams that lost, and I don't think there's any reason to sit here and say, oh, well, they really – they're pretty much done. Like, they don't have a chance this year. Like, they lost the good teams, tough teams, and and I think all of those teams are going to be fine and competitive all year long. Um, and yeah, I think overall, though, I, I mean, I think your biggest statement wins were San Francisco and Dallas and, and the Jets uh, this week. Uh, Philly w- was up sixteen nothing against New England and then blew the lead, and uh, offensively just did not look very good. Defensively, they looked pretty damn good, but offensively, they did not. Mm. So, uh, you know, I can't, I mean, I know everybody loves Jalen Hurts, and, you know, from what I've heard, the guy is a great guy, he's a great teammate, and he had an amazing year last year, but until you put it together for two or three years in a row, I, I can't sit here and just say, oh, you're the next best thing, and I refuse to do that with him as well. Um, but I will say, I will say he definitely has the potential. Uh, I'm not trying to sound like a Jalen Hurts hater. Um, I definitely, I definitely think the guy has all the potential in the world to be a franchise quarterback and a great quarterback, but uh, he's had one good season. So until you piece it together for a couple of years in a row, I'm not, I'm not hopping on that train. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I mean, that's kind of, uh, really my kind of like overall thoughts of the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And Jack Conklin was the name of the uh, the Cleveland uh, lineman who's out for the season. Got you on that one. Yeah, the only thing I want to throw in is, yeah, Ridley and Lawrence, that looked really good. And it's still crazy to me, if that winds up being a harbinger of things to come there, how insanely cheap Jacksonville got Ridley. And if that has the impact on that team that at least looked like on Sunday – yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see if they can put it all together because Jacksonville is one of those franchises that we football fans know they've earned the right to be looked at as a joke franchise. 
But if Ridley starts clicking and continues that with Lawrence's progression as an NFL quarterback, that's going to be an interesting team to watch for a while there. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yep. All right. So I think with that, we can go into some picks for tonight here for week two. These are obviously very early picks. How'd you make out in fantasy this week? Uh, let's see. Uh, the league I had Dallas defense, I went up against Tua, so I lost. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah, I went 0-3 in fantasy this week, and at halftime of the 1 o'clock games, I had a 60% chance or higher uh, chance of winning uh, in all three games, and then Tua and Tyreek Hill ruined me in two leagues, and then my the one league I'm in uh, – that I just joined is, uh, yeah, I just, I just, my, my team just didn't do anything. It, mm. it is what it is. So, yeah. But I don't, I, I'm sorry, dude. I'm running out like four hours of sleep right now. Um, no, that's okay. I, I will, I will always say I will happily take a Cowboys win over a fantasy win. And watching the Cowboys go into MetLife Stadium and blow out their division rival by 40, including shutting them out, makes it e- a, a much easier pill to swallow losing three fantasy games in one week. Absolutely. Definitely hear you on that one. All right. And um, I did decent. I'm only in one. Uh, well, technically, I'm in two fantasy football leagues. Only one for money. I think I lost the one with Fife and Eric in it. And I won the one uh, that I'm playing for money. I have T. Higgins in that league, who took a goose egg. And I also have Dalton Schultz, who didn't really do anything. But thankfully, my opponent had Drake London and didn't have anybody score over 18 points. So I actually pulled it out. So, 1-0 in the season. All right, so I think with that, we'll go into picks here. And what? We're going to do two games each. We'll just alternate. Uh, yeah, that works. All right, cool. So we'll get this out of the way now because, once again, we are combining the Hastings Highlight of the Week with Aglioloro's Aggravation of the Week. Would you like to go first or second? Uh, I'll let you go first uh, this week. All right. So, I know the way these started was I kind of based these around what I do in uh, Survivor. And I know I started looking at these games this morning there, and I think the game I was leaning towards picking, I'll put this here, Las Vegas going into Buffalo to take on the Bills. And I believe Vegas, I believe they won this week, 17-16 over Denver. But this game is going to be in Buffalo. And, yeah, I mean, I'm a little down on Josh Allen. I'm not going to lie. But a game like this, this is a make-right game. And I got eliminated in the Survivor very early in the season last year. I don't want to do that this year. This might be one of your definitives right there. Maybe I'm using Buffalo a little too early. But you know something? If you're you're playing Survivor, I I just want to get to the next week. So I'm going Buffalo here. Yeah, I mean, Las Vegas, 
didn't look anything special. I mean, it was a division game against the Broncos on the road. Um, or no, I think they were home actually. Sorry. Um, I, I don't. Way, yeah. Either way, they they didn't look spectacular. Uh, and I know Buffalo struggled, but you know, if there's one thing I'll say is, you know, I, I'm I can't sit there and and doubt Buffalo just because they had a you know, you lost a division game on the road in MetLife Stadium on 9/11. So the end, like I said, the energy in that that stadium was nuts. Um, it's probably going to take me at least a day or two before my voice gets back to normal. So, um, I, I'm going to go with you though. I'm going to take Buffalo at home. All right. And what is your game? Uh, let's go with the Thursday nighter, uh, Minnesota at Philly, uh, Philly definitely did not look great against new England. Um, they've come away with the win and, you know, when it's all said and done, that's all that matters. Uh, Minnesota did not look great against Tampa Bay and lost the game. Um, outside of Justin Jefferson, there really wasn't too much to talk about from the Minnesota side of things. Um, and I think it's, uh, two teams that even though had different results this past week, um, I think it's two teams that are going into this game disappointed with how they played uh, in week one. And though I'd love for Minnesota to win the game, I do think Philly's going to have a good you know, home opener um, and, and take advantage of a Minnesota team that's kind of riding a fine line between um, rebuilding and trying to stay competitive. Yeah. I'm definitely going to go with Philadelphia in this game, too. Um, I mean, Philadelphia should have blown out New England, and that gives you a little pause. But, you know, you just, you talked a little while ago about um, Minnesota blowing the big lead that they had losing the game against Tampa Bay, and that's Kirk Cousins at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. This is a primetime game here. So I'm going to go with Philadelphia. Yeah, it's hard not to. Yep. All right. For the second game, I tell you this. If this game was later in the season, I might pick Kansas City at Jacksonville because I think that's going to be a matchup to watch as we go on throughout the season. Obviously, it's a rematch of the division round last uh, last season in the playoffs. I think that's a little too early for this matchup for Jacksonville, the young team that is trying to find its way here. So I'm not going to pick that game. Yeah, all right. We'll do Jets and Dallas. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's hard to imagine Dallas not being able to beat the Jets with Zach Wilson at quarterback. Um, to me, the only way that they lose this game is, is if they beat themselves. Um, and I would like to hope that they're not going to do something like that. So I'm mm. going to take the Dallas Cowboys, uh, at home for their home opener against the Jets. Mm-hmm. And this is no- normally the part where I do the usual deal, be the contrarian, hoping for the best here. But, um, in case I didn't mention this already, you went three and one last week. 
uh, winning with Dallas, San Francisco, and Miami. I went 0-4 last week. So maybe I'm just feeling the pressure of not falling too too far behind here. I'm, I'm going to go with Dallas. Look at you. Yeah. But just remember, just remember, if they do wind up losing this game, this will never happen again. Well, I mean, we'd have nobody else to blame but you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I did it to myself. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's who's your next game, brother? Um, you know what? I I mean, I how do I you know if we're doing Hastings highlights? I don't know how I like don't go with the Kansas City at Jacksonville game. Um, okay. Kansas City. I mean, their wide their wide receivers aren't really striking the fear into nobody, so they're playing, you know, man to man. You know, Detroit played man to man. They threw in some zone. Uh, so their wide receivers really don't scare anybody. They had no Kelsey in week one. He should be, I believe, he's expected to play this week. Um, and then you look at Jackson. Hey, um, oh, I'm I'm sorry, Dick. Did I hear Chris Jones signed? So they're gonna have him back too. Yep, they'll have Chris Jones back as well. Um, but I mean, this is kind of the 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 story, right? I mean, you have the the wannabe dynasty in Kansas City, um, and the young up and coming Jacksonville Jaguars, who you know o- almost you know made it to a Super Bowl last year. So uh, I think this is definitely going to probably be one of the more entertaining games to watch. Probably one of the more or high-scoring high games uh, for week two. Um, and, and when I, you know, think about this game and, and think about how Kansas City looked and think about how Jacksonville looked, um, I, 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 I think I'm going to go with Jacksonville winning at home against Kansas City. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I, I tell you this. I mean, in terms of highlights, I, I think there's going to be a lot of highlights here, especially if Kelsey comes back for Kansas City. Definitely can see a lot of fireworks. Um, and I do – listen, I, I've been high on Jacksonville. I know I picked them to win the division. I think you did too. But uh, I was very, I've, I've been high on Lawrence. I've been high on Ridley. I, so I feel like I should, but I'm not going to because, like I said, I just think this is too early in the season. And I think this team doesn't have enough footing under it yet to, to really – Really be in a place where I'd be confident picking them over a team like Kansas City. I just think Kansas City is too experienced in games like this. And I, I just think, you know, I, I you saying wannabe dynasty with them, I, I think is perfectly said. Uh, because, you know, they've been in there every year for like the last five years. Two championships to show for it. Absolutely nothing to sneeze about. But during this time, I think they've seen a lot of teams so far that, you know, you kind of maybe put in the same category with the Jaguars and they wind up coming out over it. So I don't know right now. I'm going to go with Kansas city. Like I said, if this was like week eight or week nine and Jacksonville's progression had continued to that point, I might pick, might pick Jacksonville later on, but it's week two. So I'm going to go with Kansas city And either way. This is why this game would not be a survivor pick for me. Oh yeah, no, and that's why, like I said, I uh, 
I thought it'd be good for me to pick. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see. This will be. This is the only one that we differ on for this week. So I can either start to inch closer or get the shovels. Oh, too early to be getting shovels. Yeah. Nah, I, I agree with that. It, it's funny. I'm going to say this real quick because I, I thought about this earlier today. And obviously, you know, we're not going to go back into the Aaron Rodgers stuff. But I, I will say this. And I'm interested. You know, you, you can definitely chime in on this one, too. I compared in my head. Aaron Rodgers going down, first game of the season, four plays in, and the impact that will have on the Jets to the impact of Edwin Diaz going down in spring training and the Mets playing the season without the star closer. And I think, obviously, it had a negative impact on the Mets, and they had a lot of other problems. And it just made me realize, I think the Jets' sole purpose on this planet is to make Met fans who don't root for the Jets feel better about themselves and their team. I really do. Because I'll take Edwin Diaz going down as opposed to Aaron Rodgers. The Jets literally tailored the entire team to him over the offseason. Mets just lost the guy who pitches maybe 60 games out of 162. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers makes or breaks their entire season. Edward Diaz has an impact on the, on the entire, on the season, but not every single game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. That was a big domino that dropped and it definitely let a lot of other dominoes fall around it. But yeah, you can't really compare the Edwin Diaz injury to the Aaron Rodgers one. It's definitely going to have a big impact on both. But anyway, did you have anything else football wise you wanted to throw in, sir? Um, nah, I think I'm good. Mm. I don't know if anything else happened basketball-wise this weekend. I know we were still kind of quiet on that front. Do you have anything else sports-wise you wanted to bring up tonight? Uh, Well, Team USA got knocked out of the FIBA World Championship. Mm. I... You know, I didn't think anything of it until all of a sudden uh, LeBron comes out and says he's basically trying to recruit all of the superstars uh, in the NBA to join the USA in the Summer Olympics next year. Mm -hmm. I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, it was a pretty crazy list. I feel like there was six players who made it sound – I don't know if I read it wrong that they had committed or they will commit to it, but it was LeBron – it was Steph Curry, uh, I believe, uh, and, uh, Antonio Davis. Uh, uh, I'm trying to find the list. Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, and Draymond Green. So, and apparently, Chris Paul, I'm seeing Kevin Durant's name, Joel Embiid. It would be nice to see the, the, the United States Olympic team look like the true best the NBA has to offer, like it used to be. I just feel like since – the rise of the European players and everything, it just feels like the rosters get a lot more specialized for a team that you can really look at and say, this is the best we have to offer as a country. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, if, if you put the NBA's best players on, you know, and, or the best American players in the NBA on uh, on one single team, there, there's no team that you can put together in the world that I think is going to be able to beat them. Yeah. It will be interesting to see. Hopefully these guys are serious, though. It would be nice to see. I feel like this only happens like once every 10 years, and the only time it happens like this is when USA loses one of the tournaments, like the FIBA, they finish uh, bronze in in the Olympics, and then all of a sudden, hey, we got to have a redeemed team. Maybe don't let it get to that point every 15 years. I don't know. Seems like a solid idea. Anyway. I would agree, but I also think, you know, the, the bigger names, like especially the ones that managed to have deep playoff runs, like you do got to give you – and like a LeBron or a Durant, like you do – and Paul, like you got to give your body time to relax and recoup. So I do get it, but at the same time, it's like why wouldn't you want to get a couple more gold medals? Yeah. I mean, listen, there's, there's pros and cons on both sides. It would be nice to see them, you know, not let it get to this point, but is what it is on that. All right. Do you have anything else sports-wise you wanted to bring up? Um, just for our uh, our buddies, Fife and Schmelrose, we are, uh, I believe we're at about 30 days um, until the NHL preseason starts. So, yeah. Oh. Um, that, that's pretty awesome. And, I mean, me and my girl already started talking about, you know, what games we want to try and go to this year and go enjoy. So, um, yeah, so just that, you know, just to show some love to Fife and Schmell Rose, I uh, want to remind everybody that our NHL uh, new 2023-2024 se- season uh, is probably, you know, about 30 or so days until they start dropping pucks and, and building roster, finalizing rosters and, yeah, I'm ready to go after Lord Stanley's Cup again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure he can't wait. I'm sure he can't wait. Ho- hopefully we get him back on at some point for that. All right. I don't I don't know about you. I don't have a lot for pop culture this week. I will say I know probably not into the Ahsoka show. The new the new episode of Ahsoka came out to uh to, actually it comes out at like six o'clock on Tuesday nights now. So I might check that out tonight. It's been pretty good. Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't think I saw this week's episode of Winning Time yet, so I don't even have that. Did you have anything pop culture you wanted to bring up? Uh, no, I got nothing, man. It's uh, <laughs> life. Life is extremely busy right now, getting ready for the girlfriend to move in. So, my, ah, congratulations, man. Thank you. So yeah, my uh, my I've spent more time in Home Depot than I care to even fucking talk about over the last <laughs> last like two weeks. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Well, I think with that, we can get out of here for tonight anyway. Thank you to everybody for listening to us on all the various podcasting outlets, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Bullhorn. Rate, like, share, subscribe, do all the things. And we'll get out of here for tonight. Thank you to everybody for listening again. Let's do some final thoughts. Dave Hastings. Go Cowboys, baby. Let's uh, try to start at 2-0 and uh, knock off both new, uh, new quote-unquote New York teams. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, my thought, my, my feels for uh, 
for those that are Jets fans and, and losing Rogers. And then, you know, since uh, we're only a day removed, um, you know, as I think we say every year, let's make sure we never forget what happened on 9-11 and continue mm-hmm. to, you know, continue to try and, you know, be there and support each other and respect each other as not just Americans, but as people. So I, I think that 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 would be one of my more sentimental uh, final statements. But I'm also half asleep right now, so I'm, I might be a little <laughs> emotional. I don't know. But let's never forget and, you know, constantly yeah. We remember all those people that lost their lives that day and everybody that was affected by it. So, but yeah, other than that, my friend, until next week. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna hop because like I I'm literally struggling to stay awake right now. It's it's that bad. So get 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 some get some rest, my friend. That's okay. I'll check. I'll chat with you next week. Yep. Take care, Dave. And yeah, it is crazy that it's been 22 years. But yeah. I think with that, I am your host, Mike Aglioloro. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you all next week.